there. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to make sure that you know about three pretty cool changes I've made to my two signature e-courses, Marriage Methods for Women in Difficult Marriages and Heartbreak to Hope for Women Who Are Separated or Divorced. Change number one, you can now pay whatever you can afford for either of these courses. I don't want money to get in the way of your healing. Change number two, you can now decide between receiving the content weekly for 12 weeks or in a guidebook PDF upon purchase. And change number three, if you have a friend or family member in your life who is in a difficult marriage or going through a divorce, you can now give either of these courses as a gift. See, I told you these were cool changes. Check the links in the show notes to order today. Sweet ones, welcome back to the All That to Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that God cares about every part of our lives, including our mental health and what we think about. Now, before I jump in, I was just looking at my podcast stats and I was super surprised by my listenership. So I want to take a second to say a huge thank you for listening to those of you who live in Canada, the United Kingdom, New Zealand, Belgium, France, Spain, Australia, Romania, South Africa, Brazil, Switzerland, and the Netherlands. What? Hi, everybody all over the world. So fun. Yay for all my fellow Americans as well, of course, but I mean, come on. How cool is that? Okay, so today we're talking about our thought life. If you're anything at all like me, you can tend to battle obsessive thoughts. I've heard it called monkey mind or mind on fire. Uh, I dubbed it a couple years back, um, swirly panic. It's when a thought or more than one thought, fills your mind and you feel almost as if you can't not think that thought, like the thought is in charge of you instead of vice versa. And typically it's not a good, happy, fun thought now, is it? It's usually, you know, something negative or sad or harsh words from your past that you're replaying or huge worries about the future. So today I thought I would give you a few simple, but not always easy steps to begin the hard work of learning how to control our thoughts, or as scripture refers to it in 2 Corinthians 10, taking our thoughts captive for Christ. Okay, so I kind of look at this in two parts. One is the prep work. Okay, so step one of the prep work, I want you to choose a verse from scripture or a scripture-based mantra. Now, either something like maybe like along the general lines of Philippians 4.8, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy, think about such things and the God of peace will be with you. Or something more specific. For instance, if you already know what you tend to dwell on, then maybe something that addresses your particular brand of obsessiveness. So um, say, for instance, you've been spoken unkindly to in the past and you find yourself rehearsing all those cruel words, then you're going to want to grab something from um, 
Isaiah 43, for instance, this was my personal mantra for like 15 plus years a while back. And it's simply this, I am precious and honored in your sight and you love me. Okay. So either something that's more general about good things to think on or something that's really specific to the thing that your mind tends to go to. Okay. So step one, choose a scripture verse. Step two, I want you to write that scripture or mantra on post-its, place them around your home, um, put them on your bathroom mirror, on your computer, put it on your notes app and your phone, whatever you need to do to get it around your line of sight. Because step three is memorize that scripture or phrase. Okay, so that part is the groundwork. Think of this as like picking up your spiritual and emotional armor because this phrase will be your shield. Okay, so then when the thought enters your mind, which, you know, we can't control what like pops up, but we really can work on controlling what happens when something does pop up. So step one, say out loud if you're alone or silently if you're not, stop. As soon as you realize you're going down that path again, say, stop. Yes, it may feel silly or uncomfortable, but it's important because this jolts the thought out of the neural pathway that it's gotten used to traveling. And then step two, I want you to take a deep breath or two. And again, if you're alone, say this out loud. If you're not alone, say it silently. The pre-memorized scripture or mantra. Now, out loud is best, if at all possible, for a couple of reasons. One, you'll be saying it and hearing it, which kind of doubles its power. And two, saying scripture out loud will make our enemy aware that you mean business and it states your beliefs clearly. Then you repeat as necessary. Now, this takes practice and it takes perseverance. Each time we are replacing a lie with a truth, each time we stop an old habitual thought and replace it with a new one. Girls, we are literally rewiring our brains. We're creating new neural pathways between synapses. We're digging new, better, more healthy and holy paths in our brains. This is good, important, meaningful work. And here's how I know you can do this because you might think you can't do this. Here's how I know you can. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says that you have the mind of Christ if you are a follower of Christ. 2 Timothy 1.7 says that you have been given the spirit of a sound mind. I don't know what you've been told over your lifetime. You're not crazy. You're not dumb. Okay? You have the mind of Christ. You have a sound mind. And Romans 8.9 says that the Holy Spirit indwells you and he will empower you to replace lies with truth. Now, Honestly, it's going to feel clunky and awkward at first, but it will become more natural with practice, I promise. So let's wrestle those, you know, monkeys to the ground and banish them. There's just too much goodness, too much beauty in this world to focus on. And girl, you've got an abundant life to live and you've got lots of good work to do. So, okay, on a larger scale though, here's a great way that I've found to transform and renew my mind with scripture and truth and it's by creating a manifesto and reading it daily. Now, a few years back, um, I started the year filled with so much anxiety 
And I really was feeling pretty hopeless about several areas, several key areas of my life. But God did something in me. He restored my hope. He helped me turn a corner emotionally and spiritually. And out of that time, I created a manifesto. Now, the, don't let the fancy word or weird word trip you up. A manifesto is simply a declaration of what you believe. Think of it like a statement of faith. And there is power in declaring what we believe, declaring it to God, declaring it to ourselves. There is power in words. There is power in speaking out loud into the darkness. And there is power in reminding ourselves, in helping us to think new and better thoughts, to bring change into our lives. Ephesians 4.15 says that speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, that is Christ. So we are to speak the truth in love, even to ourselves. So today I'm giving you an assignment. I want you to consider creating your very own manifesto as well. Now for some inspiration, I'm going to read some of the many phrases and mantras that I've used in my personal manifesto over the years. This manifesto has had many, many iterations. It changes probably every six months or so. I'll go in and tweak some things. Um, if you want to grab a piece of paper and something to you know write with, so because I want you to feel free to borrow any of my one-liners for yours. Now, this first line should sound familiar to those of you who have listened to this podcast even once. I am the unconditionally beloved daughter of the Father God, and he is delighted with me. I came into this world, and I started this day already completely loved, with no other loves to beg for, and nothing to prove to anyone. Now, even if that's the only line on your manifesto, it will start to change your mind and thoughts and heart and life and words and actions. Okay, here are some more that I've used over the years. I have created something out of nothing, and that's no small thing. I am bearing spiritual fruit in my life. I am helping women become more whole and move closer to God. I am using my gifts. I am not lazy. I am not a disappointment to God. This life and work is my beauty from ashes. This is my so that. I get my marching orders from God and God alone. I will listen to him, not quote unquote them. The enemy attacks because he knows there's something good to steal, something that needs stopping. He doesn't want any more women healed through my work. What I do is a real job and it's a hard job and not just anyone could do my job. Kingdom work is full-time work and it's the most important work. Let the dogs bark. I've got work to do. I will be fearless in the execution of my calling. Eyes on Jesus. I commit this day to you, Jesus, and I ask that you establish the work of my hands into eternity. Now, just listening to those things, 
I don't know if you picked up on this, but as I'm rereading them right now to you, I'm realizing that a handful of these lines were sort of my defiant declarations against things that had been spoken over me. You probably noticed that little thread, but that's even important to do. If kind of like I said in the first part um, with taking our thoughts captive, if you have had harsh words spoken over you and you know for a fact that they are not true about you, then it's going to be really, really important, especially if you find yourself replaying those words, to counter those harsh, untrue words with truth. Okay, and here's what I wrote at the beginning of 2022. You'll notice probably a little bit of a shift because the first ones that I just read to you were pretty work-specific. And if you've been following things that I've been reading or saying, um, at all, then you know that I've been shifting a little bit how I am living out my calling and how much hustle I'm putting into my work. And so this is what I wrote at the beginning of 22, uh, 2022, what I wanted for my life. I want to have an intimate relationship with Jesus. I want to be spiritually, physically, emotionally, mentally, and relationally whole. I want to be a kind, authentic, accepting wife. I want to be a healthily loving mom, stepmom, mother-in-law, and grandma to our nine children and four grandchildren. I want to be a supportive, fun friend to my closest circle. I want to keep a peaceful home. And I want to help whatever women God brings my way. So girls, it's your turn. I'm going to give you a few questions to help you brainstorm. What is most important to you? What are your top values? No one's manifesto would look the same. What do you want to remind yourself of every day? What do you believe about God? What do you want to believe about what God says about you that you may struggle to believe? I'm going to say that one again because it's a clunky sentence. What do you want to believe about what God says about you that you maybe struggle to believe? Do you struggle to believe you are lovable? Do you struggle to believe that God loves you? Then you might outright need something like God loves me. Jesus loves me. Okay, again, feel free to use any of my one-liners, but I would pray and then create and then write it in your journal or print it out and read it every morning. Just watch how it starts to change and soften and rearrange the things that you are thinking about. Okay, so if you found today's episode helpful, I'd like to share one of my e-courses with you, and that's Fresh Starts. It's a great way to sort of clean slate your life spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. And I will put a link to the course in the show notes. And just another reminder that if this podcast has been helpful or an encouragement to you, please share it, rate it, leave a review, subscribe to it, or support it. And thank you to all who have done so, so far. So sweet ones, all that to say... 
no matter the thoughts that weigh you down, that you struggle with. You are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.